2: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812.
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. Happy New Year. I'm Scott Furrow. Glad to be with you in 2023. I think it's going to be a wild year, and we'll talk about that some today. But I also believe that God is going to do amazing things in your life and in so many people's lives, as he always does. But I think we're going to see it in some very uplifting and hopeful ways this year. It's great to be a part of this year with you, whatever it is that the Lord has in store for us. It's just great that we can be together with him. You know, there's a very important story that is happening right now. It impacts all of us, and I want you to know that. And we should know about this story, uh, even if you aren't really aware or you're not following it, because somebody that you know is, and they're affected today by it, and it's a place where I can see where we all get to see how desperately the world needs Jesus and how fragile life can be. Last night, the sports world and beyond was stunned and has been driven to prayer by the sudden collapse of Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, on the field last night.
0: It's one of the scariest scenes we have ever seen in North American sports. A player down on the field, CPR being performed.
3: Players are down on their
2: knees. Other players are holding hands, praying. You can just see the word looks.
0: Higgins. It happened during Monday night football in Cincinnati. The Buffalo Bills' DeMar Hamlin was making a tackle. He was able to get back up, but collapsed back to the turf. Okay, Hamlin's teammates we were in break tears break as break medical break officials break. worked on him before he was taken to the hospital in critical condition and the game was suspended.
1: That was ABC News in Los Angeles talking about a uh, just a shocking event that happened during Monday Night Football. Buffalo Bill safety Damar Hamlin collapsed in the field in Cincinnati. And everybody watching was shocked and weeping and praying. He was administered CPR on the field. His heart was restarted, and he was transported by ambulance to the hospital. The team later said he suffered a cardiac arrest following a tackle. And there is such a moment here that, that is affecting so many of us. To help us understand this better, my guest is Jason Romano, the director of media at Sports Spectrum, and he is host of the Sports Spectrum podcast. And uh, you can find all of that at SportsSpectrum.com. Jason, thanks for joining me on Southern California Live today.
4: Yeah. Hi, Scott. It's great to be with you. Thanks for, thanks for the invite.
1: Yeah. Jason, have you ever seen anything like this before?
4: I don't think so. Uh, Not, not certainly not in the football field. I mean, you've seen gruesome injuries and you've seen, you know, guys being carted off, guys that are taken off on, on stretchers, but not in a way that you saw last night, you know, where a guy was being resuscitated on the field. And I don't think we all knew what was happening initially, other than we're following the reports of what's happening in a game, you know, by ESPN. But I certainly didn't know it was that serious until you start watching and you start seeing and then bring an ambulance on the field and the players' reactions. The only thing I can even come close to remembering and and comparing it to is in 1990. uh, I was a a junior in high school at that time. Mm -hmm. and. A basketball player named Hank Gathers. If you yes, remember him,
1: I do remember this, this story. Yep. Yeah, and he
4: was he was playing in a basketball game and had some previous heart issues, but was cleared to go back on the court. And I think it was at the um, the conference tournament. He received a, uh, an alley oop and dunked it. Uh, you know, he was six foot seven, two hundred and fifty pounds, a big guy. Receives the dunk and then he just runs down the court. And about halfway down the court, he collapses. Yes, and there is this there's this video and video is always so powerful, right? And there's this video of him falling and, you know, people were trying to resuscitate him, I believe. And he died on the way or when he got to the hospital, you know, and he was 22 years old or whatever, so young. So that's the only thing I can really remember equating it to. And, and you know, obviously, you know, we don't have a death. Hopefully we don't have a death at all here, which is you know right. what everybody's praying for and hoping for. But at the same time with Damar, that's the only thing I could equate it to when I was watching last night, I started thinking about Hank Gathers, but you know, I, I hope Demar makes it and I hope we don't have a Hank Gathers story here. I hope we have an, uh, a miraculous recovery and a, and a true miracle.
1: I hope that you're right. I had the same thought. I remembered the Hank Gathers thing and how, how the impact was so far beyond just fans You know, and everybody watches the video. It's on the news and other things. And I do hope that we don't have that here with, DeMar. Now, you your background with ESPN has given you access to a lot of players and insight into what has been happening on the field. Have you talked to anybody who could give us just some thoughts of, from the human side, what was going on?
4: Yeah, it wasn't long conversations. I don't think a lot of people were, were up for you know chatting yeah. on the phone or doing anything like you and I are doing right now. But I did text with a bunch of different people, um, people who were former players, people who are on espn i even texted with a few people that i'm close with with the buffalo bills and you know they're they're just asking for prayers you know i texted with a coach of the bills uh, and talked to him a little bit and he was just thankful you know for the prayers i texted with somebody else who is one of the spiritual leaders within the team and that person shared with me that it's just you know critical these next two days and you know the lord hears our prayers and that's really what this was about was an opportunity for us to all continue and actually this person told me if I talk to anybody or if I post anything on social or if I have any conversations like the one that you and I are having right now to reiterate to the audience to please continue to pray for DeMar for his family for the team with the Buffalo Bills for the Bengals and just continuing to to stay fervent in that and not losing um, not losing that thought you know until we see you know what what the outcome is really here
1: I think that's the right advice. There is a photo going around on social media of the Bills all in a circle, the whole team on their knees uh, praying. And if you're going to talk yes. about this, that's the picture that should go around. Uh, and we keep yeah, praying there, for his family. There's
4: also, absolutely. And there's, what's really cool, you know, we we throw that word around prayer a lot, I yeah. think, or pray. Um, the NFL today will sometimes say thoughts and prayers, you know, and that's something that we throw around again, especially from – from um you know a secular world environment but the NFL today every single team including the NFL and I did it myself to change their profile picture on Twitter to simply a a, a graphic of of his number mm. of Demar's number 3 and it says pray for Demar or pray for 3 and I thought well that's powerful when you're using that word and again I know everybody not everybody is you know, a Christian or even believes in prayer or whatever, but that's a powerful statement for the NFL to put that out there to say, we're going to ask for you all to pray. And when we pray, if we don't believe in God, then we're not praying. We're just hoping. But yeah. if you're praying, you're praying to God and saying, Lord, please intervene in this situation. And for the NFL to do that was, was pretty powerful. Um, I will say this too, Scott, in talking to a few of the players with the Bills, You know, Buffalo's head coach is a Christian. And I'm not saying this, you know, like he's any better of a person or anything better coach because of this. But when you have someone who's on the team as the leader, who's a believer, I think that trickles down to to give these players some hope, to give these players, you know, a confidence in something bigger than themselves and a greater purpose with God. And, you know, I also know the team chaplain of the Bills pretty well. And that's a team that's very faith-filled, you know, Bible studies and chapels, and that's common in the NFL, but particularly with the Bills, I'm not saying that you'd ever wish anything like this to happen with any team, right? but to have happen with the Bills, they're equipped in a spiritual way that I don't know every other team is. I'm not judging other teams. I'm only saying what I know about the Bills. You saw them, that photo that you described, and I'm actually seeing it on ESPN right now as we speak, and they're getting around in that circle and praying That's not by accident. That is that is a team who's very faith filled. And in a moment like this, when everybody's lost and looking for answers, I think when you have a team with spiritual leaders that are at the top of the leadership spectrum from a from a coaching perspective, I think that goes a long way into providing some hope and and some some sanity and even just some peace within you know, a very difficult situation.
1: Yeah, my guess is Jason Romano, the director of media with Sports Spectrum. And uh, Jason, uh, I think that you're right to point out that, and that's something I noticed right away, is the NFL, everybody has sort of pushed away the whole sort of really thoughts and prayers has become kind of a negative thing in a lot of people's minds today. And this has transcended that. And I don't think it's an accident that the the Lord is using uh, the coach of the Bills uh Sean McDermott so that's his name correct correct yeah, and Sean uh McDermott, leadership McDermott. on that team to lead in what matters most in the lives of these young men he's only 24 years old um and he's DeMar, collapsing yeah. this way it is a um uh really important for for uh Sean to lead his team in prayer for Demar their teammate their friend
4: well i also think it's a time when you're right thoughts and prayers there's an echo chamber in that especially when we heard it through the very turbulent times that we lived in the past few years um you know with everything with, with regarding racial relations with regarding to political divides and everything else um but like real life i think when people are impacted in a real life way when there's a tangible effect this this injury has hit the sports world not just the football world in a way I think that's really opened eyes to, uh, to the entire world. And listen, when we are going through difficult times, we need those prayers. Mm. You know, you see prayer vigils that we need community. I mean, I'll get a little personal with you. My senior pastor at my church um, passed away suddenly just a couple of days ago.
2: Oh, and, you know,
4: he was a spiritual mentor and, and, a, and a giant in, the, in, in faith, you know, at our church. He founded the church. He'd been serving for 40 years. So I've been mourning and working through with the family of, of our pastor the last couple of days and spending time with them. And this is a moment when people need each other. Like community is vital. And I just spent the day yesterday with my buddy, whose dad is the pastor that I just mentioned. And we just needed to be around each other. Yeah. You know, and, and pray for each other, but be around each other. And I think. This is what's happening right now in sports, and, and not everybody can be together. But I think even in the social media way, like this community and what it was built for—the good, the good of social media, if you will—is to mourn and to be together and to pray and to align in just putting all our efforts and thoughts on the families, on 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 everybody that's going through this with the bills, just whatever it is. I think. I'm living this proof, you know, living proof of this in my little town in Connecticut right now. But yeah, we just, I think, I don't want prayer to just be a last resort. I want it to be the the default in my life, but especially when things like this are happening, that's the first place I want to turn is prayer, turn to God, and also that community. And I think the beautiful thing about the NFL is there's a brotherhood. There's already a built-in community there. We we minister and serve with Sports Spectrum a lot of NFL players who are walking in faith with Christ and you know there's a there's a very unique bond and brotherhood in the NFL that I think is serving them well in trying to you know deal with what's happening right now with one of their brothers.
1: Yes, there is, and you know I think as you said, we don't want prayer to be just a last resort or something that suddenly we think of or that we just suddenly think of these players and coaches as human only when there's an injury. is We should always be praying for these people. There's all kinds of things going on, just like there are in everybody else's life, um, in in these people's lives, with their families and their spiritual needs. And that's why there's chaplains. That's why um, you have this community in the NFL. What's the best way that uh, listeners can continually pray, certainly for DeMar Hamlin at the Buffalo Bills, but for for football players or sports players in whatever sport they're watching in general, what's the best way they can keep that mindset uh, and get beyond the celebrity?
4: Yeah, if that's, a, that's a big thing, what you just said, is get beyond the celebrity and understand, you know, I'm grateful that I got to know a lot of these guys, but just to remember that they're, they're human, right? Right. So, of course, you want to pray for DeMar and for his healing, you know, and his health obviously you want to pray for the doctors and the nurses and you want to pray for the family. You certainly want to pray for anyone connected to him within the football community and his teammates. And, you know, a lot of what won't be talked about today, but I think, and again, we're hoping for a positive outcome here, but what may not be talked about for a little bit is the mental health side of what these, these people who love him and play football with him and and blood and bleed and, and sweat every single day and practice with him, you know, those guys are going to go through a lot here. And, again, we're praying for his complete healing. So I hope it doesn't get to what the point that we might be thinking about talking about here. But if it does or even if, if something, God forbid, happens, uh, you know, the mental health of these players is, is, is vital yes. to pray for, I think. You know, the families of cur- all current players who are watching their own kid go out on the football field on whatever level and say, is that going to happen to my child? And you know, again, it's 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 not happened before, so you hope it's a once, you know, in a lifetime, literally moment, and you never want to see it happen again. But that's still that once in a lifetime moment is affecting so many people, and, and certainly prayers for that, and for the Bengals organization and the Bills organization. I think there's just so many levels to pray for, um, and to keep those prayers coming, and not just to do it once and say, okay, I prayed like to have that in your thoughts. And that's the same way with all prayer, right? Like you don't want prayer to just be once I prayed for you and that's it. Like you want to keep prayer as a daily discipline in your walk with God and and keep talking to God and asking and and interceding and thanking Him and and glorifying Him, you know, with all that you do. And one of those things could be to keep, you know, this situation and Damar and his family and all that are involved in their prayers.
1: You know, I think that is uh, a great thing to leave our listeners with is that don't let this just be a moment when we're praying because a terrible thing happened. But the way Christians should be watching sports or whatever it is we're into is with the mindset that these are human beings who need Jesus and we should be praying for them and their families all the time. We're supposed to pray without ceasing, not just pray as a last resort or when we can't think of anything better to do. Um, That's exactly right. And that's a big part of your ministry at Sports Spectrum. I want to make sure, I know you got to go. I want to make sure that people listening know about Sports Spectrum at sportspectrum.com. If you've got a, if you yourself or a family member or your kid or your grandkid or maybe your dad, cousin, somebody loves sports and they love Jesus or they're wondering about Jesus, wherever they're at with sports, send them to sportspectrum.com. Jason is Mm -hmm. the media uh, director at Sports Spectrum. Can you give us a, a real quick rundown of sports spectrum what people can expect?
4: yeah, Scott, thank you. I mean honestly it's what we try to do is show the human side of these athletes right and yeah. show these athletes are real people and many of them love Jesus and we want to highlight um, you know these athletes' stories and, and we want to share in a media forum um, a different kind of sports that you wouldn't normally see a sports story that you would normally see. And that's what we do. We, we intersect sports with faith and, you know, we have a podcast and like you said, the website that you mentioned our magazine is great for kids and it's just good content that we, we are, are continually trying to, to share with others. It's safe. It's going to be, you know, PG rated or even G rated in many ways, but it's always going to carry the gospel in it and the, in the, in the MO of sports spectrum, as long as I'm a part of it and I believe this will be the case even when I'm not someday, is to see Jesus glorified in the work that we're doing. And and ultimately to to bring people to him. We're just using sports as a vehicle and other people might use a radio show or might use, you know, even a church pulpit. We use sports as a way to hopefully share the gospel and see people come to Christ.
1: That's right. Thank you, Jason, for being with us on Southern California live today. Uh, God bless you and God bless uh, everything that you're doing in your ministry at, uh, at sports spectrum. And thank you for caring for uh, these players on the bills and the Bengals that you know today.
4: Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. And everybody keep praying and, uh, Hopefully we don't have to have another conversation like this, but I do appreciate you inviting me. Thanks so much.
1: You're welcome, Jason. My guest has been Jason Romano. He's the director of media with Sports Spectrum. I do encourage you to check it out, SportsSpectrum.com, and uh, especially if you know anybody who loves sports, it's a great website to be at. You can also follow Jason on social He's on Twitter at Jason Romano, and uh, give him a follow, and uh, you get the better side, you know, the real side, the human side, the Christian side. The faith side of what's happening in sports all over the place. And uh, you know what, let's take a minute and uh, let's pray for Damar together. Uh, Right now, God, right now, we pray for Damar, we pray for his family, we pray for all the people who are affected by this. Mostly we pray for complete healing. We pray, Lord, that he would not be seriously injured, that he would recover from this event, the cardiac event or whatever it ends up being. And that this would be a moment that is a turning point in the lives of so many people who are watching this, who are a part of it, that we remember that we should be praying constantly for each other. And I pray for all of us as sports fans or or fans of whatever it is that we pray for the people that we see on our screens or the people we see on the field that they we understand that they need Jesus, and we are here as God's representatives. I pray again, Lord, for Damar, his family, and uh, that you would make them aware of your presence right now and bring healing to him. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so keep on praying, everybody. The family of Damar Hamlin on Tuesday, today, earlier, thanked the public for its support, which has been tremendous. And I think that's been a good sign just for all of us that you know everybody is coming together and continuing to pray for the family and for the buffalo bills and everybody involved there, the family had this to say. they said on behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to Demar during this challenging time. We are deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. Uh, the family said in a statement, the donations are are not coming to the family; their donations are coming to a charity that uh uh, Demar had set up that was really meant to it's for kids and it was meant to raise about twenty five hundred dollars and it was active it went to four million dollars last I checked uh, so people have just responded in in incredible ways they continued their statement the family statement they said we also want to continue the de- we also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and health care professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to DeMar. We feel so blessed to be a part of the Buffalo Bills organization and to have their support. We also want to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals for everything they've done. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. Please keep DeMar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. So it's very emotional and just a it's that period of time which, you know, many of us have spent you know, not really knowing what's going to happen to our loved ones. So we need to continue to pray. When we come back from the break, if you wondered, you know, what kind of medical care a player gets on the field, uh, we'll talk about that for a little bit. I think it's interesting to know that, that people are prepared for that. And uh, we'll take your calls. Also, if you want to give us a call and respond, their number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can call right now, 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. You can also send me an email if you want, SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. All right, when we get back, we'll talk about um, health care on the field of sporting events just like this, 888-528-2557. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'll be back as the Tuesday edition continues.
2: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812.
0: Turn the sports world grinding to a halt after a devastating injury during Monday night football. And now players, coaches, and millions
1: across the world praying for a miraculous recovery
0: for Buffalo Bills safety. Demar
1: Hamlin. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, great to be with you. And we were discussing the last segment uh, with... What happened in the Sunday night or Monday night football? I kept thinking it was Sunday night football. I'm all a week, you know, day off because of how this uh, holiday uh, happened the last couple of days. Uh, Monday night football game where DeMar Hamlin uh, collapsed after a hit. And uh, certainly we prayed for him in the last segment and there aren't really any updates. So the next uh, few hours, I think they just matter a whole lot with uh, what's happening there. It's an opportunity I don't want us to miss in in the sense of this is we have to look beyond just the celebrity of a football player and it's something to teach your kids if you were watching that game last night or you were just with your friends you you always want to look beyond the celebrity when you're watching um what's happening on a sporting event like a football game like that even when there's not you know some kind of incident like this i think when there's an incident like this you you are reminded of the the humanity of each one of us that Each player out there is a fragile human being who has been made in the image of God, who have particular talents when it comes to sports and opportunity when it comes to sports, which is really great uh, for those people. But at the end of the day, they're going to face Jesus one day, and uh, I don't know for sure. Some people are saying that Demar Hamlin is a believer. His family's great. He has said many times that his uh, faith matters to him, that uh, his family comes first. He's got a little brother, I think. He's 24. His little brother, I believe, is seven uh, if the video I watched is current, and uh, it, if the video would only have been two years old, I couldn't quite figure it out, but he would be uh, nine. So he's got a little brother, a little kid, who obviously is going through it right now, who is going through You know, when you're seven or you're nine and you're dealing with a brother who is whose life is in jeopardy and is this happening, you know, you have to process that. That's why we pray for his family. And we gotta see through the screens. We have to see through the screens at whatever we're looking at. Maybe we're watching a movie, maybe we're watching T V and there's an actor or actress we like we pray for them. They've got stuff going on. There's challenges that they are facing that are easy to hide when you have that celebrity, you know, hide from the mass group of people, but people who know them um, know that there's stuff going on. People who I know who are, you know, in the public eye, they've got stuff going on. They need your prayers. And I wonder if it's something that we can do better as believers to really see past the screen with all of this. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation, this is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I was curious about the medical care that he received on the field. And uh, Dr. David Chow used to be an NFL uh, team physician. And uh, he had this to say to describe what was happening on the field last night.
3: But if you're going to collapse, unless you're in the hospital, There's no better place than an NFL field. Uh, There are over two dozen medical professionals, not only the Buffalo Bills, at least three team physicians, and multiple other athletic trainers and medical staff, but it is routine for the home team, the Cincinnati Bengals, to respond with even more medical professionals, emergency medical professionals, the paramedics, trauma people, Emergency trauma surgeon slash ER doc, anesthesiologist, uh, they were all on hand and joint effort there and taking care of them. They drill for this. Uh, trauma center is on call. Whenever there's a game, it's set up that way in the NFL. And that's the only, uh, you know, hope that the young man got the care, the best care and immediate care possible from all the equipment and the staff.
1: That was a uh, another reminder that was uh, Dr. David Chow he used to be an NFL team physician just describing what happened out there. It's you know there's a lot of people involved and a lot of people who do some great things. And you know I think part of looking beyond the screen, I like to call it, and beyond the celebrity is to realize that you know nobody is um nobody is somebody who uh, is impervious to to injury you know impervious to the tragedies and different things that that come about we're also not you know people who can't recover and have great things happen so we're we're praying for that for uh Demar Hamlin as uh he recovers and hopefully he does fully recover uh that's the best uh best part of this story are you able to do that are you able to see you know sports stars or your favorite actors um, or maybe it's politicians for some of you. Uh, you know, what we're witnessing today, we're not going to get into it because nothing's resolved, right? But what we're witnessing today in Washington, D.C., as the Congress, the House of Representatives, uh, comes into session and they're trying to elect a speaker. I don't know if you follow all of that. And maybe it's not, the politics of it probably isn't, you know, on the top of your mind. Um, and I understand that. It matters, you know, for the, the leadership of the country, but after three different votes the house failed to elect a speaker kevin mccarthy was not elected speaker nobody knows what's going to happen there's chaos and that chaos just kind of keeps keeps going and we get mad at the other side right we we get mad at the democrats or we get mad at the republicans or whomever it is that's you know creating the chaos in our point of view but do you ever look beyond the screen? Do you look through the screen and go, that's a human being, even though they might vote differently than me, even though they might have a different opinion than I've got, who needs Jesus? And that person's not the the enemy. They might be in a position where they're, they're using their power for, for bad things, and maybe they're deceived. Maybe you're the one who's deceived. I mean, that's the thing we all have to think about ourselves, right, is maybe we've got it wrong. Um, and that's important, important to think about. But I want to encourage you as, you as you go into this year with whatever it is that interests you, whatever it is that is something exciting to you, whether, you know, maybe you get into the politics and it gets your juices going, or maybe you watch sports and you're looking forward to the playoffs here. Maybe you are uh, looking forward to baseball starting up, your basketball fan, your hockey fan, whatever your sport is. Maybe you just love music. You, do you pray for the musicians that you're listening to, I think that musicians maybe are some of the most influential people there are because music and the lyrics that are being sung, the messages behind those things are very powerful, and we need to we need to pray for them because you know certainly that the industry is rough, but also pray that the the mantle of power that I think people have who are who have a certain celebrity that they understand how to leverage it for the betterment of their fans and for the country. That's something that we're lacking in, I think, all of these areas in the politics, in sports sometimes. I think sports does it better maybe than the rest, uh, frankly. But um, the, the music is – there's songs right now that are out there, hits that we can't even play on our show. You, we couldn't play them. We'd have to bleep out most of it. It is uh, shocking what is out there, but it's influencing kids. We have been doing some studying just on generations of kids today who are depressed, who are sad, who are lost and looking for a direction. And what they're getting from pop culture, what they're getting from education in the schools is not the truth. And what happens when you live in a world that is not in reality, when you live in a world where there is not, uh, where at the end of the day, the truth does not reign you're going to get depressed. You're going to get lost. That's something that I think is important about this football story, too, is that we notice that in this time where people are, are sad and frightened and have reason to be and loss of life is possible, we still do know what direction to go. I'm amazed that everybody, you know, to watch so much praying going on, People are saying that fans are praying in the stands, that people who are on different sides, you know, rooting for different teeds are hugging each other and crying and praying. I feel like what happens when this goes on is that people reach deep down into something they once knew was true, and they remember that. As believers, it's time that we get to a place where seeking first the kingdom of God goes way beyond uh, our seeking first our own entertainment our own winning or losing in different realms and recognize that there's something bigger going on. It's so much bigger than all of us. This is a, this is a time to see that, to teach that to your kids and pray for all these people. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Ted in Los Angeles. Welcome to Southern California live.
2: Hello, pastor Scott. Hi Ted.
1: I'm good. Were you watching that game last night?
2: Uh, no, um, I wasn't, but i definitely seen it uh, on my phone when yeah. it happened. Yeah, And, uh, you know, it just brings me back to the early 70s when I was starting Pop Warner football. There was an ambulance in the end zone with smelling salts on the sidelines because we were full contact, helmet to helmet. And uh, basically, this is a golden opportunity for America and the world to see just how important our first responders are, whether they're policemen, firemen or paramedics, and then to watch everybody, you know, deep down inside every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God, and to see everybody, when push comes to shove, pray, the whole team takes a knee, uh, you know, with uh, how much Christianity has taken shots with all these uh, um, terrible things they've been saying about Christians, that, hey, you know, people are tired, they're tired, you know, and, you know, being a star will never go far, but a message between me and you will see us all through, so this isn't about a star, uh, that this is a human being that he's a brother, you know? And, uh, yeah. I can't, I just can't see any better way to see how humanity operates when, uh, when they play, play a sport together. It's like, you don't, you know, there is no color, you know, that's your brother mm. out there. And, I think, uh, and your brother's for life. It doesn't yeah. end. know, I've seen guys that played football with eight years old, uh, you know, 50 years later, you know, I'm 59 now. And, uh, it's just, an unbelievable connection it's it's a spiritual connection that no one can deny and no one can ever take from you it's 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 crazy you know a- I've even gone to court court for Football mm-hmm. players, you know, and, yeah. and uh, watch them walk out when they shouldn't have. Because I went there supporting and brought my Bible, yeah. and they walked. They yeah. walked.
1: Ted, uh, so. thank you, thank you for adding that. You know, I think I think you make an interesting point. Thanks for calling Southern California Live. That you know, sometimes when we play, when we're on a team, we remember those people for a long time. There's a certain connection that we make. That's a great thing about sports. There's obviously controversial things about football and different sports and the the potential for injuries and everything. But sport is so often about, particularly team sports, about having those relationships. I remember people I played Little League with. I had no relationship with them other than being on that team. They didn't even go to my school most of the time, right? We went to different schools. We had different backgrounds, but you have a particular friendship. I think that what that tells us and what we're seeing here when these things happen is the need that we have to be with each other, which is something that we have been losing we've been losing it for many years because of social media taking us away, and then we were we were locked away from each other during the covid and I think we're starving for it wouldn't you say that i wouldn't you say that we are starving for relationship as a culture for genuine relationship, I think that we are, and if you want to take twenty twenty three in the right direction in your life, build relationships, begin with the Lord. And then reach out to people. Take that, take this moment of this new year and say, you know what? We're going to actually get to know people better and let people get to know us. I got to take a break. You're listening to Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll be back as the Tuesday edition continues. Stay tuned.
2: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live, our first live show of 2023. And uh, are you already three days behind on your Bible reading plan? No problem. you got plenty of time to catch up if you're planning to do that. 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to join our conversation. 888-528-2557. You know, as we begin a new year, it is something I think that, you know, it causes us, doesn't it, to really think about what is most important. We're seeing that because of what's happened in the the football game yesterday, and we're seeing that, um, and the chaos that we're seeing in Washington, D.C., where they can't even pick a Speaker of the House. It's the first time in a 100 years, since 1923, that the House failed to pick a Speaker. And it went three votes, and nobody got enough votes. And in 1923, it went nine votes before uh, they finally landed on a Speaker. Before that, you got to go back to uh, before the Civil War, where twice there was a time when they actually couldn't get anybody to get the majority. Then they had to uh, have special rules where nobody got the majority and it was just the uh, plurality of votes. And, you know, in that period of time in our history, the 1850s uh, is when that happened. That was a time of tremendous division in our country that would lead to civil war, like literally shooting at each other just a few years later. And there were legitimate reasons why people were not flexible, the evil of slavery was very clear, and the denial of that being evil was something that could not be tolerated. It was something that had been brewing, though, for many, many, many years, and leaders failed to address it. I'm concerned you know, that today we have leaders who are failing to address problems, that they tend to just go after each other. And, you know, people have their theories about what's happening in Washington, and in particular with the Republicans right now, as they are taking over the control of the House with a very small majority, that, you know, if they can't pick a speaker, if they can't get along, then it's just going to be another couple of years of bickering back and forth. And you know what I think we need to do as the the church, whatever happens there in all of that, we've got to realize that God did not call governments— to lead people to Christ directly. I do think that God does call people into government to be ministers. I think that a place, a reason that we're failing is because people fail to see it that way. Uh, You know, I think that, you know, your government official probably doesn't see themselves as, you know, pastor so-and-so, but they really are not in the sense of leading a church like an elder, I don't mean that, but God has areas of authority that have been established, that this is the way the world works, that if you are going to live in reality, then you're going to realize that there has to be some kind of authority in three different areas, in the home and in the church and in the government and God has established all of those things. And if you don't see yourself as a government official, wherever that means, whether you are a, you know, president or a congressperson, a senator, or maybe you're a governor or you are a police officer or you are somebody who, you know, a fire fighter, you know, there's there is a a role of authority that you have that really is God-given. I say that you know whenever I get pulled over by the police I you know oh a fellow minister uh and they tend to not agree with me on that but and it is <laughs> and it also doesn't work by the way to get you out of whatever they're going to write you up for uh trust me on that it does not work it probably does not even help it probably sends it the other direction but you can pray for those people in that way because imagine that everybody in Washington is genuinely concerned about the future of our country and taking care of our kids and taking care of education and taking care of whatever responsibilities we have as leaders in the world. We're still leaders in the world. As much as we see the problems and see our influence waning in so many ways, the fact of the matter is the United States is still the world leader in just about every possible way, even if we're losing that. Part of it is that we maybe don't have that leadership We don't have an understanding of what that is, that it is serving people, serving our own people and serving the world. And we can be critical about that and we can point to different people and we can even disagree. You know, everybody says they're serving people. We we call it public service. Um, But when there's just bickering over power and different things and we don't get along, what we're seeing is that there's something not being addressed. We're seeing that there's something not being resolved. I believe that's definitely true in the culture. We'll talk about that a little bit in the next hour. And when we have all of that, the roots are very, very deep. And the trouble is very, very deep. The way out of it is people turn their heart to God. They seek first the kingdom of God. That's something I think that you see when you see this football game where where you see this terrible injury and nobody knows what's going to happen. And suddenly you have everybody on their knees praying and people hugging each other and crying and uh, and going online. And there's so many people praying. And in particular, you know, on the Twitter sphere and other places, what I've been amazed at is how many people are right now legitimately uh, praying, where usually when there's things like this happening, so often people are just critical of each other and saying that your prayers don't matter or, you know, whatever it is people are coming together. I think that should give us hope. I think that should give us hope that there is a possibility that maybe in 2023 what we're going to see is a return to some sensibility and hopefully a a return to God. I believe very much that that revival is possible. That, you know, maybe this is a period of time where we're not going to see that in the way we would like it because maybe Jesus is coming back or maybe God's just sort of done with uh you know, our failure to, to follow him in so many ways. But the other side, I think that we have a God who, unless this is it, unless we're seeing uh, the, the culmination of, of history happen through the ultimate return of Christ, unless we're at that period of time, then there's no reason not to believe that revival is possible. And, you know, frankly, you've got to believe that anyway, because every generation of Christians for 2,000 years has thought this was it. And they've all been wrong. But something that is true is that every person you know has an average of about 78 years before they meet Jesus, one way or another. For many of us, that's a lot less. Do you think of it that way? Do you, do you see this life as a short opportunity to do what Jesus asked and make disciples? Because this is what we're called to do. And we're not called to give that away to somebody else. We're called to do it with whoever it is that God has placed in our life at any particular time. We have to do a job and we have to parent and we have to be responsible for, you know, making sure that, you know, our, whatever we're responsible for in our life gets taken care of in a, in a smart way. But At the end of the day, we're called to love one another for the sake of Christ, for the sake of the kingdom of God. That's who we are. That is the, the way to look forward in hope is to realize that whatever 2023 is going to bring, whatever it looks like we've got in front of us. Whatever you might be going through in your life, the hope is not going to come from a resolution of whoever becomes a Speaker of the House. It may help in one way or another when the government decides that it is going to do what is right for the people, and we should pray for that. And we should pray in each one of these areas that our families would be strengthened, that our government would be strengthened, that our, our churches would be strengthened. And this is a great way to begin the year. Because these authorities, when they function, everything's better for everybody. When they don't function, everything falls apart. When they don't function, it's, it is a painful, difficult time. I believe people want it to function. I think that that there are, that are people would like to see things do much better. We just sometimes forget what direction we're supposed to, to kneel. I'm hoping that that's what we're seeing when we're even seeing what's happened with the, the football, the Bills this week with uh, everybody praying for this player continue to do that my encouragement for you this year is to look through the screen to realize that our job is to love people and that people are to understand that jesus christ is the savior of the world that there is a reality there is truth and this nutty world that we live in that tries to have some other truth or that's just so shallow that we can't get beyond people's celebrity or their wealth or the sides to different things. As the church, we have the actual answer. We have the actual hope, and it is Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? I often ask you, not just do you believe in Jesus, I want you to believe in Jesus. That's how you get everlasting life. He died on the cross for your sins. He rose again from the grave. You get credit for his perfect life, the perfect life you're trying to live and you're failing. And even if you're doing pretty good, you're still not perfect. Jesus did it for you and you get credit for it when you trust him. And you get everlasting life and he rose out of the grave. People saw that. Hundreds of people witnessed this. We have eyewitness accounts of Jesus' death and resurrection that proves that death was defeated. And that's great. And you need to believe in that. You need to believe that. But you also need to believe the words of Jesus. The words of Jesus when he tells you to love your enemies. When The words of Jesus when he tells you, to take care of those people who are poor, to take care of people who are oppressed. When he tells you that he's building a place for you, when he tells you that you will spend forever with him when you trust him, all those things are true. And when you believe those things, when you really believe them, your life gets a lot more hopeful and you understand how the world works. All right, I got to take a break. When we come back, Hour two of Southern California Live. You'll also learn why uh, maybe one of the next things that uh, people are going to be attacking is people's height. Apparently, it's better off if you're shorter than taller. We'll talk about that when we come back and a whole lot more. This is Southern California Live with Scott Furrow. We'll be back as the Tuesday edition continues. Stay tuned.